Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello, ma'am. Hiya, friend. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. How are you? Um, I'm all right. Yeah, it's, it's all good. It's warmer now. Kind of like a different vibe this time because we're recording in the morning, which we never do. I know. Normally, like, I might have a drink, but this time I've got coffee and I've got my Brita jug in the corner <laughs> with me. It's, it's not the same vibe. So maybe, hopefully, we're not, like, lethargic on this recording. Yeah, hopefully we, d- we sound sprightly. Fueled by coffee rather than wine. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what, what have you been getting up to since last time we spoke? What have I been getting up to? Um, not loads. The bee stings, the bee stings doing okay. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not much, yeah, just been working and trying to enjoy the sun. Like you said, the sun's kind of come out the last few days, so been trying to enjoy that as well. Um, and been seeing my little nephew a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's getting big. He's I think he's best. getting big quickly. I know. He's like, he's gone from a baby, so he's nine months old. He's gone from looking like a baby to a three-year-old, like, overnight. <laughs> um, yeah, he's the best. Oh, the best ages are, like, two and three, because that's when they're still, like, cuddly, but still yeah. baby-like. But they walk and they actually, like, try to play. Station. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, what have you been up to? Um, well, other than, like, the fact that we bought a car and that we've just Whee! been like... And what's your, what's your car called, Mim? Well, it's actually, its official name is Luna Laguna. Um, but I <laughs> wanted to call it Tila Tequila. Throwback <laughs> to the early 2000s. Oh my gosh. But Mr. Big says it's not teal, so it can't be called Tila. Which makes sense, but... <laughs> Amazing. Um, other than that it's just like driving around doing like pointless journey pointless journeys in a car um and yeah that's pretty much it yeah lovely lovely stuff well welcome back guys to episode six of six. style over substance yay <laughs> <laughs> um if you haven't followed us on instagram by now shame on you it's style of a substance pod and give us some likes tell us some stuff yeah also when we discuss certain things visual things on the podcast scarlet always pops over some like good reference images on the instagram so it's a good little accompany piece (laughs) (laughs) a little op-ed to the podcast (laughs) exactly exactly um so what's your fashion story this week mem 
Um, my fashion story, it's little, but also maybe a sign of the times. I don't know. There was so much um, panic about how, you know, the high street is dead and all these companies are going under. And then found out Warehouse and Oasis were going into administration. Mm. And now they've been bought, which I'm glad about because Warehouse is a place I like to shop in. Um, and also I just I just think it's it's nice to hear some good news like it's good to Mm -hmm, hear something good for the high street Mm, yeah yeah definitely I mean I think they were bought by boohoo.com crickets (laughs) crickets um but yeah I mean at least people still have their jobs at least we still have warehouse on the high street yeah yeah good news yeah what's yours well mine is I really struggle to dress for work in summer weathers. So like most of the time, mm. if you don't, if you guys aren't aware, we're in the UK. Summer yeah. tends to, it's not that hot like day to day or consistently. But every now and then we do get a spike. And like, mm. so today's meant to be 33 degrees where I am. Like how on earth, like luckily I work from home at the moment because of pandemic style. Um, but if I was going into an office, I just don't know what I mm. like what I could wear because you know when you have to dress formally or you have to be like smart. Yeah, you don't want to dress like you're on holiday. No, but like you kind of don't want to wear anything, or you want to wear like the lightest, <laughs> lightest thing. Yeah, like certain fabrics. You kind of want a nice like linen suit or like I yeah. Don't know. It's yeah. I kind of I really want to get a summer suit, but see. I mean, you should have gone to Mango. <laughs> you should have bought that suit that I bought. <laughs> well, I ordered this, like, I thought it was going to look great. It, like a little yellow gingham, like funky little like statement piece mm. from Marks and Spencers. It was in the sale. I look shocking. So really? that is not a thing. Why? Why is it so bad? I look really dowdy. Like, it doesn't look funky oh. on me. I look really lame. <laughs> oh, Oh, well, I find that really sad. You know, when like you see somebody, you're like, that looks really cool. I'm gonna buy that. And you're like, yeah. wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There's so much stuff out there you'll get there. And then once, like, the thing is, it's like once you know what suits you for yeah. a particular occasion, you just buy that in multiple yeah. colors and you just stick to it. <laughs> so that is, that is my, I feel like that's my new. My new challenge is to find myself. And I don't want it to be boring. Like, I'm, I want it to kind of be like a fun colour or like, you know, I want it to be playful because I'm not someone who's going to like rock up in like a, I don't know. I don't want it mm. to, I want people to know it's a fun like statement rather than that like, I just walk around in a suit all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no. if, if, if anybody has any recommendations where I won't look like a dork, then please. <laughs> Send it my way. You won't look like a dog. <laughs> Making yeah. yourself sound frumpy. Anyway. I did look frumpy. I just, yeah, it wasn't. I think it was the car. I don't know. We'll see. No. Well, on episode six, we thought um, it'd be really good to talk about like the resale market mm-hmm. and vintage finds and um recycling fashion and how that all kind of plays its role in the idea of sustainability um we thought it'd be really topical because at the moment 
I don't know about you, Scarlett, but on YouTube, I follow just a couple of fashion people and the idea of people um, kind of either reusing things they bought years ago that they've forgotten about and pulling it mm. out from the back. It's actually quite funny because I'm going to my mum's today. I'm going to go through all her stuff and like do the eBay thing. <laughs> so it's like, we're doing it, trying yeah. to like dig out old stuff. But at the same time, people who are going on like websites like Farfetch, where they have that pre-loved section or, you know, the eBay. Best Air Collective. World, best, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of those. Um, some styles um, have actually gone up in value. So yeah. other people are buying into stuff that they weren't last year, for example. Mm. Um, and I think that's really all brought on by this coronavirus lockdown. Well, Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I think it was a movement starting a little bit before. I noticed it in some of like the beauty bloggers, influencers, whatever we're meant to call them. Sort of, it was starting about, I would say, f- like fashion week at the start of this year, maybe. The, the question of like, you know how they get gifted something to wear to the show. Like they'll be given a bag, they'll be given like whatever. And kind of this thing of, actually I don't want you to gift me or even like in the beauty industry I've noticed it where like they say don't actually gift me things or could you let me know what it is yeah that that I don't waste like x amount of products basically like they're more selective with what they want to be sent in like and not in like a snobby like way um but also I have seen people more wanting to do the whole reshopping my wardrobe like what can I Mm. find how can I restyle it to be how Mm. I dress now and all I see a lot more of that and also people wanting to get a pre-loved bag Mm -hmm. or like whatever the thing they want to invest in rather than necessarily a brand new yeah I think what you've talked about is kind of to me is like multiple topics Mm. um I think I agree with you, like the idea of like beauty bloggers and fashion bloggers when they were before Corona, when they were sent things, a lot of them, particularly the biggest ones used to get sent like tons of stuff each week. They even were like, there's too much packaging, too much postage. Um, Can you let me know so I can decide if I can receive stuff? So in that sense, yeah, that was about sustainability and like not kind of having less stuff and less product around. Um, but I think that was more of a kind of wastage thing. Yeah. And then what we've seen in recent years is the revival of 90s styles, like Versace yeah. going back to, you know, their kind of glory days and reliving those kind of looks. Um, so we have seen a lot of that. But I think now, and and also like um, last point you kind of touched on, a lot of YouTubers, I think for people of our kind of generation, we're talking about being minimalist mm, and it yeah. was about living with less. Like having a capsule wardrobe yeah, and exactly. making sh- like it all work together and yeah. Yeah, and I think that that maybe was born out of not having a lot of money, being aware that they don't want to bring product into their lives. Um, The only difference that I would say I think is happening now is people who are really into fashion and would like to buy new things all the time, we're still buying new stuff, but in an 
old style and an old design. And I think maybe now more of the mainstream will be that people are buying actual pre-loved original vintage. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Instead of like Gucci capitalizing off this like 70s beatnik aesthetic. Yeah, they just get the old pattern out yeah, of the cupboard. Yeah. Probably maybe the same now. fabric or even like, you know, yeah. Yeah, maybe now people are just going to be like, I'm not going to go on Gucci's website. I'm going to go on some yeah. other website Far-fetch and buy something. Like said, yeah. yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because also I, I know there's a lot of there's a big wastage problem at the moment in the fashion industry. I read an article last week that basically was commenting on obviously like this week it's been documented. It was like luxury fashion's worst quarter ever and going into. Mm, Yeah. I think I've seen that. Like collections weren't bought into as much as they obviously preempted. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of wastage and they're facing a problem of how to get rid of it. And there's a real issue in the luxury market of the whole um you can't cut prices too much or not everything can kind of go on sale Mm, to keep the integrity of your brand yeah so it's going to be I wonder if we'll see almost next like in a year's time or in five years time all these products creep onto the likes of like Farfetch or like eBay I hope so pseudo like (laughs) um yeah but I definitely think that people will be doing that more because I think the more mainstream we hear about Boohoo.com having like the slave yeah. labor, like the more I think people realize that the chances of that happening, if you spend money on something more expensive or mm-hmm. more investment, and mm-hmm. to be honest, the most affordable way for a uh, most affordable way for most people or the mm-hmm. average person, I would say, is to go on the likes of like a pre-loved item. Like the reality mm-hmm. is if you or I were looking to go buy something from Gucci tomorrow, we would be checking the likes of eBay like and pre-loved yeah. sites before buying something fresh, brand new off of their website. Yeah. Maybe from a financial standpoint as well mm-hmm. beca- because you want to get a good deal. But I kind of like the idea that like, something's had a light like as long as it's like in good condition you don't want to be filthy but if it's in good condition (laughs) I think there's actually something really great about that and it's really it's really easy to do when it comes to maybe like accessories jewelry kind of shoes because you can get them resold and stuff like that Mm -hmm. obviously clothes can get threadbare and stuff but I Mm -hmm. think I think there's a real movement towards that because I've also even seen you we talk a lot about the Instagram promotions Mm -hmm. and you also can tell the trend I think of like what influencers are pushing you know like what they're collaborating with and at the moment there's quite a lot of people collaborating with the likes of Vestair Collective or other such websites where they're selling stuff from their wardrobe and then they're mm. going to buy something else. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah, and real I think movement so. Towards it. And I think they're yeah. encouraging people to do it. Yeah, no, I, I agree as well. And I think, because um, it's one thing for consumers and customers to be like, you know, I'm deciding that I want to, I want to invest more in like pre-loved stuff. It's mm. cheaper, you know, the quality is obviously like upheld over the years and blah, blah, blah. Um, do you think that brands themselves 
will see the potential in that and almost encourage the resale market because really when you take brands such as Hermes okay Hermes doesn't say go and resell our bags yeah but everyone who owns an Hermes bag knows that if they fell on hard times they are selling that bag (laughs) and it's almost like it's almost promoted that idea of I could sell this again and get my money back as part of that Hermes bag toting person. And I think maybe some brands will be like, oh, okay, if we can, if we see that our stuff actually resells and holds it value, then that in itself, that in itself makes our brand more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only two brands I can think of that have, achieve that thus far is Hermes and Chanel like it's a well-known fact that you know it's like it's the opposite of when you buy a brand new car and it goes down in value the first second you drive it Mm -hmm. these bags as long as obviously they're looked after correctly go Mm -hmm. up in value every day every year like Mm -hmm. their investment pieces and like you said fall on hard times you got to sell that baby uh, <laughs> and cash in. But yeah, I wonder, and I don't think a brand can choose to do that. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like the thing of you want to design the next it bag or something. Mm. It's not a choice, but I do think we're getting to a place where, where that, that definitely could be an option that a lot of brands, I think they want to seek to find that. Like, I think Dior might be getting to a place where that could be a thing. Dior's had a real mm. revival with the public I say like recently mm-hmm. with all their tapestry bags and stuff like that I think that we'll we'll see that they're worth a lot in like 10 years time all these tapestry bags like, yeah they're kind of like whatever they call it is it a beach bag or they're like they're shopping tote yeah. yeah they do some aggressive that reminds me that they do some really aggressive Instagram marketing it's like recently they came out with a bag called the bobby bag i think it was and it was like every influencer like top end mm-hmm. that i followed was like toting this bag around i mean it's a lovely bag it's nice but it's like they almost Dude, like have a crew they, and they just all at the same time are like post 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 yeah. this bag <laughs> they must have a marketing budget of god knows what because mm. like you said the amount of bags that get gifted, like, and I'm mm. telling you now, bags have really good margins. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, it obviously doesn't cost you the amount that they sell it. But still, mm. these are expensive bags you're just giving yeah. away. Like, I never understand they that. To, they still have to um, count gifted items in their budget because yeah. that is a lost sale. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's a minor. It has to have a return on investment for the value of the item that you give someone. So it's not like it's just, yeah, it's like as you said, the value of the, like the the RRP value of a bag is important, and the fact that they like gift a lot of these, or maybe because I think that some brands probably send stuff to people and then be like, okay, we're going to need it back. I think so. You reckon? I, I wouldn't mind, but yeah. especially, especially if they're maybe dressing them for a show or like the promotion. Because yeah. they do do it for editorial. Crazy. Magazines yeah. send things back. Yeah. yeah. I wonder. I, if I was an influencer, I wouldn't be down with that. Unless obviously it's a, pre, a pre-arranged thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But 
I think first of all, it's a whole other story talking about gifting and influencer oh God, yeah. world. Um, but yeah, but yeah. I, I think I think we're moving towards this pre-loved thing. And also, I would say I know a lot of people who have always enjoyed shopping in a charity shop or something mm. like that and find yeah. and have the patience and the willpower to sift yep. through the likes of TK Maxx or a charity shop. I was going to say, like gems. TK Maxx is like, it's like the, what do you call it? The entry level drug. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can hack a TK Maxx. You know what TK Maxx always makes me think of? Our what, school what? friend Alyssa. Oh my God, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. I have never known someone I was love like, and find should... such good things um, as Alyssa. But that, you know what? That reminds me of, hi Scarlett's mum. <laughs> um, you know what that reminds um, me of? It like brings up another point that if you, I don't know if the pre-loved market is for everyone. It's not easy shopping because as with TK Maxx or with these like online um like e-retailers that do pre-loved mm-hmm. you have to know what you're looking for and you have to kind of do a bit of research to understand the value of it like you don't want to pay too much yeah for, for sure and um you you want to get a, you know you want to get a deal on it but you also need to like you kind of have to understand like can I is there a lot of these around? Can I get it for cheaper? You have to know the, the name of the model, the silhouette, you know, like looking for the size that you're after. You kind of have to do some research when you're, um, when you're looking for, especially like luxury goods. I mean, if you're looking for like a size eight dress, then you just type in size eight dress, whatever, and you browse. But doing the whole eBay, TK Maxx thing, you, I think you almost have to have a strong sense of like what your style is. Yeah. Sure. and what you're looking for um I don't know if that's for everyone I, I yeah I don't know how mass the trend of um vintage and resale will get because there's just some people who don't care and also like like we've discussed before most things are going towards and I mean i pretty much exclusively shop online which basically means that I don't go looking for that in stores for stuff like that because I don't really enjoy the experience of shopping which kind of rules that out and so you do then have to use Mm. a a controlled website I mean ASOS has its marketplace I guess as well you have Depop and things yeah and like I'm much more of an eBay or a Depop sort of like that's what I because I can do that all on my phone or on mm. a computer um so I think that yeah there needs to probably be even more resources of doing this especially mm-hmm. for luxury fashion and like you said it's very hard to know if you're getting a good deal because actually like take for Hermes for instance we we're talking earlier but some Hermes things aren't actually worth that much just like yeah I mean, yeah. Hermes, yes, is a classy and well-established brand, but there'll be a certain bag or a scarf or a certain model that actually they made too many and it's not worth mm. much and actually it's not even a desired style. So you've mm-hmm. really got to know, like like you said, the model, the year mm-hmm. it was made Some in some mm-hmm. cases to really know if you're getting a good deal because it's very hard to know sometimes when you see a discount, like, oh, RRP this, this is the discount. Or yeah. 
in other cases, there's inflation on the fact that it used to be whatever. It's really hard mm-hmm. to sometimes know. Like, yeah. you kind of almost need an expert's help or something in some cases. Mm. Yeah. I follow um, one of my favorite Instagrammers. I can't pronounce her name because <laughs> I think it's Dutch. Um, but she has like, her style is really colorful. Um, it's just so much fun, like colorful designer pieces. And she, eBay's all her Chanel bags she has a lot she has like the tie-dye ones the orange one the Mm. hot pinks like she has the ones that like you wish you could find and afford to buy sort of thing and she buys all of her secondhand and yeah I mean she does get gifted stuff and whatnot but um I think probably like influencers like her show people normal regular people who maybe don't buy into that that it's sometimes it's possible to find better stuff in yeah. pre-loved um because it's stuff you just don't see around anymore or there's like they just that particular color and style doesn't exist and people like her make it look really fresh and you know yeah yeah definitely and also like certain styles don't come around again for a little while or colorways or there's something really exciting that they've done and like maybe it's just too commercial what's in the shops like you know most of the time it in the shops you're just going to see like the plain colorways and you're not going to maybe see like the fun funky ones um but Mm. also yeah it just allows you to have way way more options because I don't think seasonal is really a problem anymore which is why I think that resale and all of that stuff is just going to like be more than ever because I've thought this for ages because if you look around like um, a, you, a Lon- I'm going to say London because I can't speak for the whole of the UK. Um, if you look around a London high street, there is not one style that people dress. When we were kids, there was a style everyone sort of dressed. And don't get me wrong, you see groups of teenagers where they've all decided to wear denim hot pants and a yeah. shirt, like yeah. or whatever biker and shorts like chunky trainers yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you've seen they've all got the memo but I would say now if our group of friends got together our school friends we would all be dressed completely different mm. nobody looks uncool because it's not yeah. in fashion like that's not a thing like I don't believe in seasons in the grander like version of things are outdated obviously yeah it gives you a theme or some things come around like puffy sleeves or whatever but for the most part I think seasons are irrelevant yeah that is a really good point like whereas 15 years ago 20 years ago and beyond um clearly defined seasons and releases of new product framed what we were wearing any given year and also, it's, because it, it because, used to be a statement, like, in the wealthy worlds of, like, the real mm. housewives, it's like, babe, that's last season's yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the real housewives are a completely different planet, but... <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think that's even a problem anymore. I, don't think, I think there are still people who still harbor those old-fashioned notions of things are outdated and out of style and this is not hot and this is not what people wear anymore but because um kind of more and more um brands were dropping 
more collections, resort, cruise, spring, summer, autumn, winter, collaboration drops with random artists and stuff like that. It was almost like there was something new all the time. And then you put in fast fashion where it's like a new, a new like um, drop with a celebrity is coming out all the time, like Cardi B fashion over or whatever that you can't keep up with anything. So you just have what you like. And I think if that hadn't have happened, then maybe the resale market wouldn't have like it's time to thrive now because it's like buy what you want. As long as you love it, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. And like there I there will always be somebody now on the other side who is coveting that item, like regardless of when it was mm-hmm. bought. Like there's there's a style for everybody. Um and also like you said, I think bloggers are doing a great thing of showing styling options for older staff or finding that vintage Fendi bag or that vintage Louis Vuitton, um, those kind of like 90s like shoulder bags or whatever. Yeah. Like most of them are like fabric at the moment or whatever it is and they're styling it and they're saying, oh, I actually like, obviously this is an old style or this was like the 90s version of this bag or or it's whatever. Yeah, I think mm that definitely helps people remember that you don't have to buy a bag brand new. And also it's not, some people are really funny about buying clothes like on eBay or like, you know, some people yeah. are really funny about the idea like, of somebody using something before them. Someone might have died in it or something. That's, the, <laughs> that's like the prevalent. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, but like, that's like the typical charity shop notion. It's like, you better, you better clean that like really well. Cause you don't know who's dead lady clothes. died in that house that had that teapot. <laughs> some like really like tenuous link between someone who died and the item you bought <laughs> but yeah um I think long gone are those days and also if people think like that they're always gonna think like that um yeah I think but yeah also um something we haven't really mentioned yet is because of this pandemic and you know sadly people are losing their jobs or they're earning less or I don't know, there's less money for really people to go out and spend. Um, People are starting to sell their stuff, you know, to find extra cash. So that in itself might um, lend itself to like this, sorry, this flourishing, that's the word, (laughs) market. Because maybe not for like the super rich aren't about to like sell their stuff. Well, they might actually. Remember, years ago when Kim Kardashian was like first on like coming up and she used to do those eBay sales and then she used to donate like 10% to charity and stuff. And that was, I remember that was the first time I knew of a celebrity selling selling their stuff. And it wasn't like through, um, you know, like a charity auction or something. Mm. It was just like someone like, here's the link to my, (laughs) to my eBay. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, I say all that to say that um, people who are maybe like middle class or lower middle class or whatever these terms, who maybe have a couple of designer bits might use this opportunity to be like, let me see if I can make some money off stuff that I don't particularly need right now. Definitely. I know that when I was saving up to go traveling, I looked in like my wardrobe to kind of sell stuff 
eBay, get like eBay happy with different things, either sell some bags or even just like regular high street clothes. And I mm. think right now, like you said, like people are struggling with furlough, facing redundancy, have lost their jobs, whatever it might be, or just haven't been able to work and furlough is an, op- an option, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and even if you aren't struggling with any of that stuff, like there's a panic going on, isn't there, about the economy? Yeah, that's if true. If you want to realize any money, like mm. I wouldn't mind betting that like, the amount that's been uploaded to eBay, Depop, whatever all those things are, I bet that's increased so much. We've been so busy over the last few months because people have had downtime. They're just like, crap. Like, yeah. how am I going to like... Also, we've been like kind of theory- in some sort of a lockdown. We're semi-lockdown, but like, it's been a while now. Like, <laughs> you yeah. want, you're going to be like trying to find money if if there's a way to do it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I was on um, the McKinsey website, you know, they do like statistics on like retail Mm. and whatever. And um, they said they have a study and they said that 67% of people consider the use of sustainable materials to be an important purchasing factor. What do you think? Is that something that you consider when you buy things, whether it's pre-loved or especially new? is what it's made from or not even like I'm looking at something and I'm checking the label to see what its composition is but if a store says oh this is made from 100% organic cotton um, or this is used this is made using like um, the cleanest tanning methods on our leather Mm. does that draw you to buy that particular item even more? I don't know I think it it would definitely be a bonus it would be a benefit I don't know if it would push me to buy something um it's difficult but then like even now I think that I think Topshop I've seen it on ASOS I think a few other Zara maybe they've got Mm. kind of a considered or recycled or whatever it might be thing and if they had something that I liked in that or like say there was like even just something as simple as a vest top I would mm. I would get the vest top with the organic or mm. I would try and do that. Um, but yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult because I am also controversially a believer of like, I like quality as well. And sometimes they negate each other. Mm. Um, so that's a tricky one. Um, but yeah, I get what you mean. I th- I do I do think that we're moving in a direction where it's very a hot topic like most places that I've worked at there's sort of been the sustainable conversation of trying to maybe find a leather that's not made of cow mm-hmm. like there's there's like you can make leather out of most things like there's pineapple leather there's yeah. all sorts like there's amazing yeah. inventions and actually like mm-hmm. they are just as not even you not like you have to convince people or something like that it's kind of like oh, yeah. to something yesterday where like you know when vegan food almost like tries to emulate meat it's like yeah you have to always do you don't that have to do that yeah but i know as long as it, it feels nice and as long as it kind of is Does as durable and like mm. it seems luxury if that's what you're striving to be or whatever but the difficult thing is 
to be correctly sustainable is a very difficult process I think mm-hmm. um and so that's really like it's quite hard to know as well if that's the right thing especially like you mentioned leather tanning or something like yeah the more eco way sometimes uses actually more water bless you um <laughs> like it it's coming but it didn't come out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like the eco way of tanning actually uses more water it's like it's so hard to know yeah. what the correct thing to do is mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and we're now in like this society that tells you basically that all of your decisions are wrong <laughs> yeah or can find a flaw with it um, yeah. I think it's something that I think definitely in schools almost there should be more education on and it should be easier to find information mm-hmm. on these things because mm-hmm. you'd want to know like you don't want to be falsely marketed to I think that's the biggest problem Mm -hmm. is it's it's even like we were saying with knowing the worth of a resold item it's the same with something more sustainable Mm -hmm. they can put a sustainable sticker on it Mm -hmm. but you need to it's sometimes hard to know if that's actually better than the original product yeah I think that that is um you made a really good point because I have uh contradiction in my life and I know it's a contradiction but I haven't (laughs) figured out the best way to address it yet and I think maybe this resale market is kind of the answer because we eat vegan Mm -hmm. and although I have like slight exceptions to my rule you know for the most part I eat vegan and Mr Big all the time 100% vegan but I draw the line at wearing like fake leather Mm. because to me most of the vegan leather that you see on the high street not talking about like the pineapple yeah. the really like the cheap um stuff. yeah i'm talking about the cheap stuff not the not the stuff that's being like developed now that's not like, like a really stella mccartney creative. yeah um the cheap fake leather is plastic yeah and to me using a natural fabric yes tanning leather does use a lot of kind of corrosive chemicals and that's a whole nother issue in itself I don't doubt that um but for me using leather as a natural fabric that is durable Mm. that ages well that lasts longer than these plasticky PU leathers is an environmental way up that I make um so I don't see myself giving up leather although I do not well I have to have like a a really good alternative although I don't eat meat for all the reasons out there I I can't bring myself to convert to something which I think is just more damaging to the planet does that make sense and that's like the that's the thing that I know I'm a contradiction about not really a contradiction but seemingly contradiction but but i think this resale market is that way around it there's something Mm. to that because actually these these false leathers use a ton of water they still color them so they still theoretically tan them they still are using chemicals to do that like Mm -hmm. there's not a natural way to May, or unless it's going to look like faded vomit or it's like <laughs> or it's just very expensive yeah like the if someone does stuff, it properly yeah like 
or and like you said na- more natural dyes and all of that it's expensive um yeah it's very it's very very difficult to make a convincing vegan product I would say for sure mm. like um, I th- yeah I think that all kind of circles back to um because we we started talking about this whole yeah. set, like um vintage yeah. finds and like resale market but the larger topic of sustainability like the fact is we can't live in like to get deep we can't live in a capitalist society and be sustainable at the same time we just can't we have to just stop buying stuff yeah we have to just really like the stuff that we have we have to use it to death and then replace it yeah i mean it has to be enough buying in yeah exactly and it's never enough when you talk about um fashion which is there to convince you that this new thing is better than what you currently have and don't get me wrong like we both love to shop but it's just not an argument that fashion is ever gonna make I mean Stella McCartney herself with all her efforts of being um like vegetarian friendly and avoiding kind of just being as ecological as possible is still trying to flog stuff on us you know she's still trying to sell stuff to us stuff that we probably have to yeah she's still contributing right to consumerism yeah 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 um so yeah i i, I wonder really i wonder how mm. brands feel about it because touching on that last point that we just said like consumerism and sales is how these brands stay alive so they still want to flog us stuff yet the real i wonder how much they also are happy about the resale market because also i do think Mm -hmm. the resale market could introduce you to a brand that you maybe Mm -hmm. can't afford their yeah definitely or you don't like what they're doing right now but you did like the like Prada bag from two three years ago and you Mm -hmm. like save up to get that like I think there's something cool about it but I wonder if Mm. there's like how the brands feel about it I've never heard it be discussed personally anywhere I've worked have you about resale yeah oh god no no not explicitly the only thing Thing, the thing that we got closest to was I worked for a leather goods company which had been around for like 80 years um, and in their heyday were known for being really good quality um, they're much bigger in America um, but they almost had this cultural um, relevance in that a lot of people maybe their first premium or designer bag that they were gifted to for graduation by their parents or something like that was from this brand. So it had a lot of cultural relevance in America. Mm. Um, And so this idea of my mom's had this bag for like 30 years and it's as good as new and she just gets it polished and it's still, it's still just as good as ever. They did uh, definitely lean into that um, train of thought. But there wasn't, a, it wasn't about um, reselling a bag. It was about keeping it into whatever we're going to release next month. Do you know what I mean? It's like, still buy the drops that we, because we would drop new colorways or styles or whatever every month. Crazy. It might be the same bag with patches on, um, different patches or different trims. or, or But there was something new every month. Yeah. 
So, um, but that's the, like, that's the thing. It's like the amount of stock that these brands are sitting on. Cause mm-hmm. I used to work in the merchandising. So, so had a very clear idea of how much stock was sitting in our warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much we had to send to stores and how much was selling, people would just be mind blown at how much, how many units these brands um, are sitting on. And bear in mind, this was just one brand for uh, Europe. Yeah. You know, we're not even talking about like other markets in the world. So I, I know that, uh, I think like a, last year or something, H&M, they haven't been doing the best by comparison to other brands. But I think they've been sitting on like a ton of merchandise and they just can't flog it. Because like, remember when we were teenagers, H&M was the place that you would go to buy yeah. like everything. Some like cheap summer dresses and shorts and t-shirts and whatever. And they were really popular. But now just, I just think... Just context for people listening. We were, we were probably H&M shoppers because there wasn't like a Primark that got introduced when we were younger. But also like... Mm. H&M has obviously the quality over Primark, but still had similar prices, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think as we've gotten older, H&M quality is like, I could pay yeah. like... <laughs> oh, I can see my bra through every single thing. I know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I know. Like, my see-through clothes. Yeah. Really, really bad. Um, so, and also like, you've just got other options. You can just buy into other brands and whatever yeah. it's better quality, whatever. Um, so yeah, all that to say that they're sitting on a ton of stock that they really can't flog. Um, and that is, I mean, who's going to buy resold H&M stuff? Like, even if they put it out there and had their like, um, resale market, or whatever, like it, no one's going to yeah. buy that stuff. <laughs> no, it's it's a problem. I almost think that there should be limited numbers of things um, going forward, but it's not that easy. It's yeah, who knows? No one knows. No. That's the moral of our whole. Definitely <laughs> not us. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to add? No, I think we've I think we've covered some cool points there. Yeah, we'll probably like revisit the topic in a different like with a different focus at some mm. point. There's so much to this. Uh, maybe we could talk about production of things because yeah. you kind of in design know a bit more about that as well. But um, yeah, that's it for episode oh. six. Cool. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. It was it was a it was a good one, Mem. Mm, it was a good one. If we do um, say it so ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five star reviews only, guys. Yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah, as as Scarlett's mentioned, email us with your stories because we do a story time every other week. Um, your opinions, your topic suggestions at styleoversubstancep at gmail.com. Instagram is styleoversubstancepod. Yeah. That's it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. I've I've been Mim. I've been Scarlett. See you Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.